Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Corpus Lot here. I uh, just wanted to put a little bit of a uh, a preemptive episode up here on the podcast. This is not an official show, or I don't think I'm going to have any official shows, I guess. I just kind of just ramblings or whatever is on my mind. But I wanted to give you guys a, uh, a bit of a, a preview about what I'm going to be talking about. Obviously, it's going to be video games. Now, for those of you who know, I had a YouTube channel for quite some time where I discuss video game design and philosophy and things I just generally bitched about. And people kind of miss my old rantings and ravings of an old codger being all lunatic-like and screaming about the good old days of video games and whatnot. And I guess some people kind of miss that. The problem, though, is that you can't manufacture rage. I mean, I guess you can, but then people will very quickly uh, come to the conclusion that you're being phony. And that doesn't really go over well with a lot of people. I don't try to manufacture anything. But every once in a while, I will get angry about something that I read in some sort of gaming news or some other nonsense going on with some game that's coming out. I've calmed down recently, though. I don't really get as angry as I used to. But there are still things that happen from time to time that I'll you know, that kind of set me off. I still do my streaming over on Twitch, that's twitch.tv forward slash corpselot in case you didn't know. And when I'm streaming over on Twitch, every once in a while I'll get a I'll get a viewer who comes in and asks me asks me some questions about the games I'm playing or whatever whatever it is we're discussing in the chat at that moment. And what'll happen from time to time is the uh, a topic will be brought up that I find rather contentious. Not that I don't like talking about it, but I'll hear points of view that I I can't believe people hold when it comes to how they think games ought to be made for them. And I get the idea, you know, look, if you're spending your hard-earned money on a video game, you're going to want it to be what you want it to be. And that just goes, that's just par for the course, I suppose. But there's this weird mentality a lot of the times where someone will buy something and then expect it to conform to their standards, despite the fact that it didn't conform to their standards prior to the purchase, which is one of those things that really irks me. It's like, well, if you don't like it, then why did you buy it? And that goes for a lot of things, not just necessarily video games, but even sometimes DLC, video game related things like DLC and, and cosmetics and what have you where someone will have a real big problem with how a video game is delivering its content and yet still shell out money every you know so often and then complain that they had to shell out the money. Keywords there had to. I hear that a lot where people were often saying things like, well, I have to do this and I have to do that. You don't have to do a goddamn thing. All you have to do is pay taxes and die, and the former being somewhat optional for some people, I suppose. The... The, the, the notion that if you're buying a video game, that somehow you are forced to do something, I find to be extremely uh, uh, curious, I suppose. Uh, if, if I'm playing a, a video game that has, for example, say microtransactions, which seems to be one of those things that helps uh, facilitate costs, especially for video games that have ongoing development, it's one of those things where that's, that's the whole idea is that they put out these optional purchases for things... Uh, people may or may not want and that's the key there there are things that people may or may not want yet for some inexplicable reason people have this uh, this compulsion to buy everything and then complain that they had to buy everything well you didn't did you you didn't have to. The, 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 the key here is that you wanted to. You wanted to buy everything, and now you're complaining that you're out of money or that it's too expensive or what have you. 
Options are always a good thing, and one of the biggest complaints I've heard about some video games in the past was that, oh, the subscription fees are outdated and, and old, and, and that may be true. I think subscription fees for video games might be going the way of the Dodo, with the rare exceptions here or there. But, you know, video game developers still have to facilitate costs of future development. The way that used to be done was they would sell you expansion packs. This is going back to the days when you would buy the majority of your games in a brick and mortar store, go into the store when the new expansion was out for your favorite video game, shell out the 40 or $50 for the expansion, whatever it is it costs, and then come home, install it, and there you go. And that would help facilitate further development. But the problem though is that in the modern day, where with digital downloads and whatnot, keeping uh, games up to date is a lot easier, where back in the day, if you wanted to get a patch before the internet, it was virtually impossible. Uh, when the internet became more uh, accessible to more people, putting out a download that would patch the game to fix bugs or whatever was going wrong with the game became a hell of a lot easier for obvious reasons. But what also happened was you had the ability to deliver content directly to the player. So now the, the days of having to buy an entire expansion with all this information and all this data and all this content in one package didn't become, it became um, a less, uh, less necessary. Now you could deliver content to the player uh, or more specifically to the customer piecemeal, give them what they want. Say, okay, instead of having to shell out 40 or 50 bucks for this you know, expansion pack, Instead, what you can do is you can buy what you want. You'd think that that would be a good thing. You'd think that people would applaud such things and say, well, good, now I can buy things as I need them. But instead, they complain that they're being nickeled and dimed. Nickeled and dimed is one of those things that people have this weird mentality that if a company has the audacity to uh, advertise to them, that somehow their money is being stolen or they're being annoyed. Look, I'm no special pleader for a lot of developers because I do believe that a lot of developers take a lot of shortcuts and a lot of their development for video games, and they make some really bad decisions, not necessarily with the microtransactions, but, but more specifically with how the game is to run. I'm not going to go into any specifics right now. That's for other shows. But one of the big problems I have is... This idea that a developer who's developing a video game and keeping up constant development somehow should work pro bono. They should just give it away. It should just be free. It should just be stuff that you are granted because reasons. Look, development time costs money, even patches, uh, bug fixes, things of that nature. While I believe that a company should be fixing patches, uh, or, sorry, I'm sorry, fixing bugs with patches, uh, free of charge. I mean, could you imagine paying for the patch? That would be ridiculous. And to the best of my knowledge, no gaming company or development company has done that yet. I mean, I'm sure there's might, there might be an example or two out there, but I've never heard of such a thing. So for the most part, I would say 99.9% .9 of the time, if there's a patch to fix a bug in a game, it's free and you just download it and install it. But here's the thing. It's not free. It's free for the end user. It's free for the consumer who just downloads the patch, runs it, and there you go. But who it's not free for is the company that's doing the development. Now you'd say, well, that's their problem. They made the they made the game. They made the bug. They should fix it. True, but it's still a cost. Whether that whether they should be responsible for it or not, I agree. They should be responsible for it, but it's still a cost to the company. Now here's the thing. 
Should a company keep doing that? Well, when it comes to bug fixes, I believe they should because it's their problem and they need to fix it. But you need to pay for the programmers. You still have to pay for the development time somehow. And also, going forward, you might want more content for your video game. You might want that extra bit of quests released, or you might want more items put in the game, or you might want more uh, areas to explore, or what have you. Well, that's going to cost money. And the, the thing is, you say, well, they'll get their money when they release it and I buy it. True. But sometimes... You have to facilitate that cost ahead of time. And it also speeds up production. So a lot of companies do is they release, uh, they'll release cosmetic things that aren't necessarily uh, changing the way the game is played, but just the way the game looks. And they use these cosmetic sales to offset development time or development costs to, to release more content going forward. It's basically a subscription fee that is completely optional. It's a good way of supporting the company and still getting something out of it, even if it's something cosmetic for the game. I don't see a problem with this. And again, people have this weird notion that somehow this is ethically wrong or that they're being nickeled and dimed. Again, the point is, if something is released for a game that you're playing and you don't like it or you don't want to buy it, here's a, here's a tip. Don't buy it. I know, that's a crazy idea. But trust me, it works. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to get that off my chest really quickly. Again, this is not an official episode of my new podcast. This is basically an audio test for the, for me, uh, just, just testing to see how this is all going to work out for me, how it sounds, and hopefully you guys enjoy the sound, and hopefully you know, I'll get feedback is welcome, trust me. So if you would like to send me feedback, you can leave a comment here on SoundCloud, or you can listen on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, you can send me a Twitter message. It's at Corpsalot, that's C-O-R-P-S-E. A-L-O-T, Corpse Lot, just like it sounds. At Corpse Lot on Twitter, you can send me your feedback there or you can leave a uh, comment on the uh, sound file here on SoundCloud. Either way, I appreciate any feedback and all feedback, positive or negative, within reason. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Corpse Lot and I hope you guys have an amazing day slash evening depending on where you are in the world. It doesn't really matter. This was recorded whenever. <laughs>